there are few in trucking that create more high quality and high value content than Ramil Wally. He's the creator and host of Truck and Hustle, a top rated video podcast, helping entrepreneurs get into the trucking industry and grow their operations. Now, what I love about Ramil is not only does he fly out to each of his interviews to conduct them in person with his own broadcasting equipment, but he covers all aspects of trucking in addition to semi-trucks. So think last mile vans, waste management, dump trucks, and more. Now, welcome into another episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. I am your host, Blythe Burnley, covering how your favorite things and people get from point A to point B. In this episode, I'm chatting with Ramil for the second time around to catch up on all the things he's learned from all of the entrepreneurs he's met since the last time we spoke, along with how he's continuing to grow his content team and raise the quality standards, not just for himself, but really an entire industry. Let's dive in. As we wrap up this segment and move into our next one with our first interview of the day, there really isn't a more perfect person to bring on when we talk about building a, a content media program because we're welcoming in Ramil Watley. He is the creator and host of Truck and Hustle, one of the top podcasts for trucking in the world. And now let's go ahead and bring on Ramil. Welcome in. Hey. Second time back on the hey. show. Hey, Blythe, how are you? I'm doing well. I, I I see you're doing well because you're you're blowing up on social media per the usual, <laughs> just continuing to, to to build and build. And and I want to kind of I, I'm not sure how much you heard from the first part of the show about building an in-house media program, but if you were advising a company on how to build like that in-house media program, what would be your first hire? Yeah, so I actually was really enjoying that segment. Um, I was just, you know, kind of listening to you and, and listening to that uh, those tips, and they were they were excellent, really great tips. So the question the question was, what would be my first hire? Is that the question? Yes. Life? Yeah. What hmm. What would be your first hire? So say you're working in, inside of a trucking company. They know they need to get started with some kind of marketing. Would you hire yeah. a blogger first, a writer? Um, I, I guess it's kind of the same synonymous now, but like maybe you know, media, podcast. It, it, it's it's tough. I, I would say for a company who's looking to expand into media, they would probably need to hire someone who kind of has some kind of flexibility to, to do like multi, multifaceted work, like to where they could handle a few different things, because you're going to need somebody who has, uh, you know, who, who can handle you know, like, you know, getting guests together, like, you know, finding good guests if they want to, if they want to interview people. And then somebody on the other side who can kind of, you know, put together a, a, what's going to be the theme of the, of, of they're doing a podcast or, or, or blog, what they're doing. And then you need somebody also kind of like, you know, think of like ways to create content. So I would try to handle like a, a somebody who kind of handle a, a bunch of different things. It, it wouldn't just be like, you know, one position, I think you need like somebody who's kind of flexible and has a few different skill sets. Yeah, I, I agree because that's definitely the shift that's happened, especially with like local news is that especially a lot of the, the sports reporters that that I've they've been colleagues of mine in the past is that you are expected, especially from like the local sports per, or, or local sports position 
that you have to know everything. You are out at the practice fields. You're the one interviewing. You're the one choosing who to interview. You're the one shooting the interview and asking the questions and doing the editing. So it really takes someone that, that is multifaceted and that can do all of those different things. So it's, it's kind of a cool moment to watch as freight starts to embrace it. Even though, you know, some of these other industries have embraced it long ago. I think it was, you know, over the last couple of years, we, we've seen more companies uh, take a hold of their own media programs and hopefully more companies companies will, will do it as well. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I think the most important thing for a company is just to figure out who their audience is, you know, whether they're, they're service-based, who are they serving, uh, you know, who, who needs their content, who can they add value to. And once they kind of dial in on that, uh, they could kind of figure out the rest. I think that's the most important thing, like figuring out that avatar, who your perfect listener is or whatever you want to call it. Just figuring out that, that piece because that's the most difficult part. And then once you find those people, you know, just creating the perfect content for them. But yeah, I mean, it's a really great question, like in terms of like, who do you want to hire and who do you want to bring onto the team? But that multifaceted kind of, you know, personality who could kind of just jump into everything and who's willing to just, you know, really kind of push, push, push it forward. I think that would be your first hire. And then from there, you kind of branch out and just kind of fill in like, you know, the pieces to where you have like a, a actual, you know, videographer person or, you know, a content creator. And then you kind of start breaking down those little ancillary pieces after that. That's, that's what I would say, at least. Definitely. Uh, full, wholeheartedly agree. Now, now for folks who didn't catch the first time you were on Cyberly, which was about a, a little over a year ago, about a year ago, um, okay. give us a little bit of background on, on you, how you got started with Truck and Hustle, all that good stuff. Yeah. So um, my name is Ramel Watley. Um, I'm an entrepreneur, also podcaster. I've been in transportation for almost 20 years. I started in the industry actually uh, as a CDL driver, but I never really drove. So I, I got my CDL and I soon realized that driving wasn't for me. So um, I was fortunate enough to be blessed with an opportunity to work kind of in operations as a dispatcher um, at a small mom and pop company. From there, I kind of, you know, I ran, I, I ended up running a multi-million dollar Pepsi account there, kind of moved on to kind of make a long story short, progress uh, from working for the mom and pop to working to some of the bigger names, worked for Ryder at one point for a few years, and just kind of moved through my career in, really in management behind the scenes. Uh, and then in 2015, I started my own company as a, uh, as a, uh, in staffing. So what we did was we created a uh, staffing company that would uh, create opportunities for CDL Class A and Class B drivers. So we'd get uh, contracts with mid-sized to larger carriers. And if they needed drivers, whether it was seasonally or, you know, they had volume spikes, we'd provide drivers for them. So the drivers actually worked for us, but they would work, um, you know, on these these part-time to, to long-term uh, job assignments based on the need. So I got started in business that way. And then in 2019, more really as a passion project, I started Truck and Hustle. Being an entrepreneur in the transportation space so long, always loved, you know, transportation and always really loved the medium of podcasting. Uh, so so I listen to podcasts, but the podcasts that I listen to are really more so about, you know, just general business. And like I was really interested in like e-commerce at the time. I wanted to like start drop shipping and I was just like, listen, like trying to learn different, you know, different skills like online marketing and stuff like that. So there were a lot of podcasts on that type of stuff. And I always wanted to start, start a podcast, but I didn't really know what I would, you know, start start a podcast, you know, talking about. So just one day it kind of just clicked to me. Hey, man, you've been doing trucking for so long this would probably be the best space for you to start a podcast in. And, uh, you know, I kind of looked around and, and just kind of, you know, saw what was, what was out there because I hadn't really been listening to any trucking podcasts at the time, to be quite honest with you. 
and I and I found I found stuff out there, but it just really wasn't resonating with me as a person, and 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 it just wasn't really exciting to me, and it wasn't it, it didn't have the flavor that really interests me. A lot of it was kind of you know talking like really high level stuff and things that you know as a as a new as a, even though I had experience in the industry, I wanted to do something that would kind of bring people into the industry and attract people to the industry. And, and and make new people want to listen and learn about the space. So I wanted to create something that was kind of fresh and just different and that people wouldn't, you know, be fearful of listening to and they could understand it. So that was kind of the birth of Truck and Hustle. I started out, you know, just with interviewing friends and entrepreneurs that I knew personally just from, you know, networking. Uh, actually, my first interview was a guy who I actually worked with in corporate. He was my driver at the time. And I watched his transition from being a company driver to actually, you know, getting his own authority and, and buying a truck and, 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 you know, owning his own company. And he watched my transition as well. Uh, so we kind of both saw each other, you know, kind of come up. So that was actually my first interview. And then we went from there to just like reaching out to people who I didn't know, just like reaching out to strangers who I saw, like, you know, kind of, you know, uh, creating content and everything online. And, and, and it just kind of grew from there, man. It just really grew grew its own legs. People really got interested in it. And, uh, you know, that brings us to where we're at today. Uh, that was in July 2019. So we've been doing the podcast for almost three years now. We've wow. expanded beyond the audio platform. Now we do visual as well. We're on YouTube, uh, uh, Podbeam, all different uh, visual, visual platforms and also all audio platforms. And really what Truck & Hustle is about is just, you know, a platform that just gives you inspiration and information as well. I like to say inspires you just from the point, the standpoint of a person's story, you know, how they got to where they're at and, and in, in, in pretty much the trucking industry, we, we talk about some other things as well outside of the industry, but it all really relates. Like we'll talk about government contracting. We'll talk about building business credit. We'll kind of cover all bases, but it all always relates and comes back to, you know, the supply chain and kind of trucking. And then um, also we like to give the information. We want to teach you how to you know, start this business, how you could follow in that person's footsteps and, and create, you know, bla uh, tr uh, trailblaze a path of your own, um, so to speak. So that's really what it was about. And like I said, just people just really gravitated towards. I think there was a, a thirst for information out there. I think there's a lot of people who work in the supply chain somewhere, uh, you know, whether they're pickers, packers, you know, they work in a warehouse somewhere, they drive a forklift, they drive a truck, but they don't have the opportunities or the uh, or, or the the access to see a lot of what goes on behind the scenes. So we wanted to create that platform to provide mm -hmm. that opportunity and, and give those insights so people could look for, you know, other opportunity opportunities in transportation if they so desired to. Yeah, I mean, you've definitely been been killing the game because over the last I mean, even when you first started. <laughs> Your interviews were in person. They were super high quality. You, you, your, your quality has only increased, especially from the video aspect. And so your, your numbers just continue to grow. So from social media to the podcast and then also Patreon. So you're building community everywhere you go. I, I do want to know though, how has your, your content evolved since, if at all, since the last time we talked? Do you have plans for, for how it's going to evolve in the future? Uh, tell me a little bit about where your focus Focusing your efforts or where you want to focus your efforts? Yeah, so it is definitely evolved. So when we first started for about a year, we did purely audio content. It was just like this, you know, kind of over a Zoom, uh, Zoom type of call. And I just wanted to just do a little bit more because I felt that, you know, I, I feel that number one, when you're in person, 
like the the vibe of the interview just goes in a totally different direction. When you actually sit down, you're face to face with somebody, there's just a whole different feeling and you make and, and that connection is so much stronger. And the information that, you know, comes out of the conversation is just so much more powerful, I feel, just because of that one on one interaction. And then obviously, you know, with just the way uh, these platforms work with YouTube being such a powerful search engine, you know, we we definitely wanted to get on YouTube because, you you know, people stumble upon content on YouTube, whereas on the pot in the podcasting space, it's kind of like if you if you don't listen to podcasts, it's very difficult for you to find a podcast if you're not already listening to other podcasts or you're not specifically searching for that podcast in particular. So, you know, it's it's more difficult to grow. It's more of an uphill battle. You kind of get to a point to where you plateau and and, and then you start seeing like, you're, you, if we're talking analytics, you see your numbers kind of like, you know, get at it, come to a stalemate. And then you have like the, you, you have the challenge of bringing new people onto a new platform. So you have to kind of meet people where they're at and you have to understand that there's all these different platforms. People, they, they consume content where they like to consume their content and they don't usually kind of cross over. So, you know, we want to really be everywhere. So in terms of, you know, just visibility and reach, the, the next obvious step was for us to really move into YouTube. And honestly, for me personally, when I, when I moved into the YouTube space, the first thing I did was I started uploading like a lot of my older content from the podcast you know, to YouTube. And at first I, I didn't want to do that because I kind of felt it was like pulling, like, like pulling like the curtain, opening the curtain and people mm-hmm. being able to see like the process behind the audio, because this was kind of kind of prior to COVID where everybody was really doing like Zoom calls online. Mm-hmm. So before that, I kind of felt like oh, I don't really want people to see like, even though, you know, they can use their logic and say, okay, there's some kind of call or something going on here. You know, there, there must be something, but I just felt like I just wanted them to hear the audio and I didn't want to see it. Right. But then once COVID happened and then you start seeing all this content, you know, online and all these really, really popular podcasts and shows thriving just off of, you know, that kind of content. I'm like, man, I missed the boat. I could have been, you know, <laughs> uploading these same videos to YouTube and and, mm. and and been grown. But I was kind of scared to do that because I didn't feel that people like my audience would want to see that. But when it became the norm, this is con- this is stuff that I already had, you know, for like a whole year worth of catalog, just, you know, backlog that was just sitting, that was just audio. So I said, you know what, I'm going to just start uploading like all this audio content to YouTube. And that's how I originally started growing a page, just really repurposing the audio content on the YouTube. But then in me just wanting to just evolve the brand, I said, you know what, I want to like, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a creative. I, I want to be creative. I'm not going to feel right if I don't feel like I'm pushing myself. So I said, I want to just do something different. And I want to like really sit down and create like an aesthetic and, 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 and go to these places and, and, and visit some of these, you know, office spaces and some of the warehouses and different things. And let, wouldn't it be cool if we just like pulled up a chair in the middle of the warehouse and had the interview there. So I started having all these thoughts like based on who my guest is. So, you know, if, if the guest had an aesthetic, or they had a situation where we can make make some really cool content with like a, a, a nice background and just something different. I said, let's do it. So we started trying it. And then once I moved to the video, it's like hard to go backwards. It's like, all mm. right, so now with video, I can't really go back to doing, you know, <laughs> on, like the the virtual because I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm regressing now, you know, because it's like we now the audience is starting to get used to something new. So we still have our podcast listeners, but now we're growing this new audience in the YouTube space. 
So it's like, all right, they're depending on this this video content. So now I have to push myself to make sure, you know, we create it and just keep on being innovative. And, you know, we started out just kind of like doing like regular sit down videos. And then, like like I said, kind of pushing the envelope more so like with the with the scenery and the backgrounds and, and, and just how we create the content. Now we're even evolving it to where we're, you know, doing the drone shots in the beginning of the video and, oh, wow. and doing different things to where we're almost making like little mini documentaries in, in a way like they're almost like it's like a movie experience. So. I have a really great team. I'm blessed to, you know, work with great people that are really, you know, uh, uh, passionate about truck and hustle and love it just as much as I do. So they're pushing the envelope just as Mm -hmm. much as I am. And they're helping me like with these ideas and this content, like, oh man, you know, it'd be really cool if we did this drone shot from here. And then we came down and then we, you know, so they're, they're coming up with all these ideas and I'm like, let's do it. So it just pushes you to keep on being more creative Mm -hmm. and more creative. And then once you get that feedback, the feedback is like a drug because it's like, you know, once people are starting to love it and you start seeing your numbers are, are, are starting to increase because of it and 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 you, you want to do more. Like, again, you can't right. go backwards. So you just keep on pushing the envelope, keep on pushing the envelope. And, and that's really what it's about now is just really creating like new and fresh content that's not stale. Like, I don't ever want to get like to a point to where I feel like I'm doing the same thing over and over again. I always want there to be like a surprise and just something kind of new that you don't expect every time you turn on the channel. And that's just really what I'm challenging myself with now, just creating new content that's kind of out the box that nobody would really expect. And that's kind of the way you stay ahead of the game, you know, because like they say, when 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 you zig, when when they zig, you zag, you know. So for anybody who is, um, you know, who, who's paying attention, just when you think you got the formula figured out, we're going to go in a different direction. So. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Talking with Ramil Watley, creator and host of Truck and Hustle. Now, now speaking of all of the the super high quality interviews that that you do, we're we're gonna actually play a few clips, and then I want you to break down why you picked these clips in order to show us. So let's go ahead, okay. production team, if you guys could play clip number one for us. These are things that people don't see. They look at a construction site, all they see is the building. But in order to run that building, you need restrooms so the guys can build. You need a waste tank that can connect to the module. You need a water tank that can push water through the module so they can have their meetings. They can have all their stuff inside. You need temporary fencing, which we're going to hop into in another at some point this year. Temporary fencing that goes around the site to close it off from the public. You know what I'm saying? Like there's these are everyday simple things that they're there for months they're residual. And like I said, um, it's almost like you try to monopolize the actual site project and get as many of your products on that actual site. Now tell us okay. why, you, why you chose that one. Yeah. So that that was Russell Shepard. That was a, a, a podcast that we published maybe two weeks ago or so. Number one, I just love this particular podcast. Uh, you know, another thing that we did was we started branching out, like kind of doing different niches. So we didn't want to just stick to just, you know, trucking like general freight mm. we wanted to just kind of touch on other things that are truck related and different businesses mm. that you could start outside of trucking it could be non-cdl and this is a perfect example of that where this this gentleman who's an ex um nfl player he actually retired early he he was uh in his contract year he was about to get a, a multi-million dollar contract but he had this business that's called shep boys it's a waste management business where he he uh, he has porta potties all over Houston. Where, where you see us there sitting, we're actually in Houston. So I flew out to Houston, my team and I, 
we're at his home office, which is actually a home. So he actually has a house that he purchased that's his office space, not his actual house. Really, really nice. And I mean, you know, just that, just sitting down with him, I mean, he just opened my eyes up to just the opportunities in this space where he delivers, he has over 400 plus uh, uh, portable restrooms all throughout Houston. If you drive through Houston, you'll see his orange restrooms kind of all over the place in different construction sites. And, you know, what he does, is he, he he supplies them. He supplies water and other different things, uh, hand washing stations, different things for construction sites. And this is just like a really cool niche that I think hmm. people are just don't think about. Like there's money in right. this stuff. There's money in literally like waste. And everybody's chasing like, you know, chasing things that everybody's doing, whereas you can, you know, become a, 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 a you know, you, you niche down and become a, what's the word, opposite of generalist is what, I, uh, I can't think of it. Specialist. If you're, uh, you're right, it? a specialist. Specialist, a specialist. that's the word. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of generalist, you'd be a specialist like this guy. And I mean, he's killing it. He's in a, he, he has his own, his own pathway that he could just kind of, you know, make his own thing happen. So I just, I, I love the way he was just so really transparent within this interview. I like the aesthetic, the fact that we were sitting down, we were really comfortable and it just kind of gives you an idea of just a really comfortable, cool space. You know, just not your typical interviews, not very much that you'll be in somebody's home office just sitting there relaxing. If you look in the back, we have one of his, uh, his Shep boys, uh, sanit- hand sanit- sanitizing machines in the back. And I just thought it was really cool. And just like what he broke down was really awesome too. Uh, so I just thought it'd be a good clip to play as well. All right. Well, uh, let's look at the next clip and let's play that one. N- number Clip number two. So okay. Passive Trucking is uh, a company that allows people to get into the trucking industry and gain passive income. Meaning, um, let's say you wanted to get into the trucking industry, but you didn't want to run a truck. You didn't want to start a trucking company. You didn't want to do any of the day to day stuff. You literally just wanted to gain the money from a truck. You would partner with Passive Trucking. Um, we would manage your truck top to bottom, every single aspect of it. And you get paid out a flat rate every single week for your truck. And um, every week that the truck's on the road, most of our trucks is, you know, four weeks on the road, one week off for the driver. You get paid on that schedule. And um, it's just completely hands off for you. Got you. So the first question that I would ask is how much? What type of investment do I have to make? So your, your only investment is the truck. You have to just purchase a truck. Yeah, and you, and you got to go through you got to go through your um your tags. Okay, right. So you, you get your, your tags, your, your truck, and your tags. What yep. about uh, authority? All of that? No, 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 no authority. You Every, run underneath you, our. You run authority. underneath the passive trucking authority. Yep. All right, we got just a couple minutes left. I wish I could play this last last clip for you, but most of you guys are watching. Just go check out Truck and Hustle because there's lots of great content like this. But yeah. but quickly, Ramil, why why'd you pick that one? So that one, I just thought it was like a really clean look. I just love it. Like, I feel like we're like in the clouds somewhere, like in heaven, just talking. I just really love the way that that looked. And again, what he's talking about, just creating the opportunity for others. He has a company called Passive Trucking where you could passively invest in a trucking company without having to, you know, do the day-to-day operation. So I just thought it was a really cool, you know, kind of clip. And I just really like the aesthetic. And again, so that just shows like that's two totally different aesthetics. So we're always doing something kind of different. It's never the same. And it just kind of gives you an idea of like our versatility in terms of our sets and different different type of looks we create. Yeah, because it's definitely, I mean, I, I 
you guys are creating the best content in in trucking and logistics <laughs> because you can tell Thank and you. what you said earlier with your conversations are so much better in person than virtual there you, you hit the nail on the head because when i go to conferences that conversation just i mean you could talk for an hour and not even realize it but here we are you know in a in a virtual setting and you know i feel like we're we're short on time and i wish i could play <laughs> you know the, the the rest of this interview but according you know we're yeah. it, it's live tv so we're kind of constricted by the time itself, which is the complete opposite of what you you have because you can let those conversations go as long as possible. You're there, you're in person. A lot of the times you're on site at a lot of these different locations. So I think you guys are just setting the bar for where a lot of these companies should be shooting for. You can start out small, I guess, you know, in, in, in the words of former former guests on here, start small and big. Chris Bright, shout out to him <laughs> for all the moves that he's making. Um, but yeah. I, I guess maybe ju- just one last tip. What would you leave for for companies who are lo- who who want to shoot for the moon and maybe get to where you are right now? But maybe where would they where should they start? I would just say uh, obviously get started and 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 be consistent. Uh, you know, create a schedule for yourself. I would say record record or whatever type of content you're creating. Create a lot of it in 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 the beginning so that you don't get behind. You know, I'm a, I'm a strong proponent of like doing batch recording. I create a lot yes. of content at one time because I, I do have other business outside of truck and hustle. So set it up, set yourself up to be successful in, in terms of your planning. And just, you know, when you create your content, create a lot of it, have a plan, uh, understand who your who your avatar is or who your target audience is. And just, you know, listen to them, you know, don't create content outside of what they want. If If, if you have an audience make sure that you're listening to their needs and you're adding value to 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 what to what they need and what they're looking for and and you'll grow and and I mean it doesn't always have to be the biggest audience it's not always about the numbers or the metrics as long as you're serving who you want to serve those particular people you're going to get what you want to get out of that content for sure so and I think you hit it right on the head earlier when you were talking about don't pay attention to those vanity metrics it's not about that you know, especially for these, you know, you know, service providers and these businesses, you want to make sure you 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 tackle your audience, you 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 target that audience, you get them, you engage with them. That's that's more more important than anything, you know. So, like they say, there's a uh, Kevin, I think it's Kevin Kelly or something, a thousand true fans. They should check that out. Like really, really talking about targeting in on your audience, and that's that they'll take care of you for life. You don't need to worry about having you know masses, a massive amount of people. It's not about that, especially now. You know, these the micro influencers are where it's at, man. These little micro influencers is is huge. You know, it's a huge, a huge opportunity for them. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. Ramil, you, you hit the nail on the head. We've got all of where you can find Truck and Hustle linked in the show notes, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, Patreon, the podcast, of course, look up Truck and Hustle because it's a lot of advice, a lot of great experience that that you're sharing with the world. So appreciate your time. Um, hope to speak to you soon in the future. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. And if you did like it, I would love if you could rate and review the show on Apple or Spotify. It'll take you like two minutes of your time, but it helps a ton for a creator like me to be able to show that review like a badge of honor. And it also helps the show get discovered by others. If you'd like to see more of my work, head on over to digitaldispatch.io. I've got some new content collections under the resources tab for folks who are freight brokers, truckers, carriers, freight agents, and also a best of collection for how to fix your website and how to fix your marketing. 
It's all completely free. And again, that tab is under resources over on the digitaldispatch.io website. The website also includes some links to our social media accounts, along with my products and services, in case any of that is of interest to you. Once again, my name is Blythe Bremley, and I thank you for sharing your attention with me today. Until next time, have a magical day.